Welcome to The Outcast, the podcast from Outlaw Pro, the ultimate angling experience. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's podcast time. So welcome to another episode of The Outcast, the podcast from Outlaw Pro. Now, as we all know, carp fishing is a really quiet, relaxing pastime. It's serendipitous. And actually... Fantastic. <laughs> he got the wrong ladies and gentlemen there. <laughs> anyway, he's given the game away now. I was going to say, we've got somebody that brings the epitome of quiet carp fishing. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you, Mr. Derek Ritchie. <laughs> so, greetings. Greetings. Have you got another tune on there then? What are we playing? <laughs> you are. Oh, Technology and art people, eh? Come on, what's going on there? <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Right, I've just got to tell you something before we start, right? You might need to turn that off. It's still on. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Welcome. Hang on, I've had to switch it right off. Hang on. Right, let's go. Right, that's gone. Right. I've got to tell you this, and you turn around and you say that about the music. I did. It, I used to be an RO for the Carp Society, and we had a show with Rob Mailing, and, and Rob was a big draw, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in Essex, it was uh, a pucker region, because we used to get up to all crazy things, and poor old Johnny Meach... Um, he he was the organ he, he was the organiser of it all, but I was like the I was I introduced everything and done everything. Anyway, I put all this music on. Right, I'm Pink Floyd, and it, at that time we had it shows you how long ago we had it on a on a tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put it in the machine, right, and we started the show. Right, and I was waiting to go outside with the boys because, you know, it all happened in the car, you know what I mean? <laughs> we was out there. I don't know what you mean. No, we I don't know what you mean. Smoking them foreign fags, anyway. <laughs> um, I've gone out there, and all of a sudden, someone's come rushing out to the car, and he went, Bob Bailey's doing his out. Rob Bailey wants to walk off. I said, why? He said, Pink Floyd's just started. What happened? It come to the end of the CD, right? And it turned itself over and started playing while he was talking. Because then he turned around and he said to me, are we going down the club or uh, are we going to have my slideshow? And I went, don't worry, Rob, it's all sorted. And that was it. And, and that was it. it, it music's been a big part of your life all the oh, way through. I love it, it love it, it, love it. It, love it has it. indeed. Um, look, we normally start this with... Where are you fishing now? Talk about well, your fishing. What are you fishing doing? Now? You've been doing this a long time, mate, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been fishing, carp fishing, since I was 14. Right. Um, and, and how old are you now? I'm 72 now. 72. And uh, I'm still going now. Still loving it, you know what I mean? Yeah. you got, you, you got to. It, it, somebody said to me, if you stop... Like I've seen people who retire from their job yeah. and like 10 years later and they're in the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And I ain't ready yet. I'm not ready to get in I don't the think box. they're ready for you either, mate, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, blimey, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always lively yeah. wherever you are, mate. Well, you've got, you got to enjoy it, haven't you? I, I just, I, I, I grew up with, uh, with this gentleman as um, one of the elder figures. So as a youngster coming through the carp angling ranks, uh, it's like a young buck. That's it. Derek, Derek Ritchie is going to be there 
and you knew he was going to be there, or at least you knew he was coming, because you'd hear his van. He had a Citroen Berlingo van back in the day, yeah. and you'd hear it about three miles down the 2000 road. Two thousand watts backs up with the side woofers. Yeah. that was well. That was important back then, wasn't it? Having a carp car that could carry your kit, but you had. Oh, yeah, literally, you had huge speakers in your van. I used to take my wife out in it, and she'd say, "Oh, no, my back hurts because the <laughs> subs were behind the back of the seats." <laughs> and she'd go, "How can you listen to this SH1T?" Oh, I said, "Quite easy, really." Gets you going. I think it was you that started off the craze of yes. hearing cars yeah. before you see yeah. them with the old bass boom yeah. coming out, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely, and at the shows as well. If you look at if you if you look at the shows. Right, especially, um, uh, what's the one? No, Five Lakes. Yeah, when yeah. we was over at Five Lakes. No, not Five Lakes, the Essex one. Essex one, yeah. He, he, he used, uh, Lee Apps used to say, look, I'll give you a stand and you can do what you want. And I, I put music on the stand because I had this, as well as having the subs in the car, I had, a, had a big one, I, didn't I had, I had two speakers and they were, Unbelievable! They were made, you know, to listening to good sounds. Yeah. And what we did, we did get it in a pot on the stand, and then what happened? Because a lot of the stallholders used to turn around and go, "Oh, that's I've got to put up with him all fucking weekend," you know what I mean? <laughs> He's at it, and it's going doof, 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 all weekend. And um, what the um, then all of a sudden. I hear on all the stands, they're getting DJs in, they're getting this one in, and it's all yeah, gone you're out. you 20 years ahead of them. Yeah, I yeah. was there. Yeah. I was yeah. in it. Spinning those tunes. With uh, Jan Poulter, man. Yes. Jan, yeah, yeah. what a man. Absolute gem. What a man. Lovely, lovely. lovely I had some yeah. beautiful time. Yeah, I've got to tell you this. All right. We was at um, the the big one up at Birmingham and yeah, at the yeah. NEC. Right, and um, we got the, got the speakers up and everything else. That was where getting in the pot originated, yeah. where we used to draw the crowds in with the tunes and everything else. We got there. Tell everybody what getting it in the pot is, first of right. all, because there'd be people listening to Get that it in know. the pot. I've got this tiny little rod, all right, and what we Pink. got what what we got is a like a big a, like a round float like yeah. this, and we got a lime pot. What, you, what your line used to come in on the bulk balls, and what we used to do was put it fourteen foot away from the from the line where you stand and cast out, and get it in the pot. Well, at the same time we're dressing them up, we're putting hats on them and glasses and. Proper giving them a hard time as they're trying to get it in. Because some people took it quite serious. I had a kid come in one day and he got... Because if you get three in the pot, you've you got a set of reels. Yeah, yeah. And he got a set of twin powers because he's a match angler, right? And he got... He, he'd been practising all year to come and do this, right? So anyway... Um, we've done the get it in the pot and we're giving that because you know, they all won prizes a line and yeah, yeah. you'd get all the drunks who were sitting in the bar coming out and going oh that's fucking easy that is and then I'd start on them because I had the microphone and everything else the head mic I was running around like Madonna and uh, anyway you had this bloke come up and he started didn't he and he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got his mates there and they're all jollied up after being in the pub. So every time he went to shoot, I'll give him a nudge, right? So, so he, he went, no, oh, that's because you put me off, you put me off. And uh, anyway, that was that. Well, 
when we used to get there in the morning, we used to put on, not so heavy, you know, like a, a bit of sort of more chilly, right? So what's happened? Um, Henry's there. Do you remember Henry? Henry Gilby. Yeah, Henry yeah, Gilby's yeah. there, right? And he was on the Svensson Swamp Stand, right? Because he was sponsored by them, right? And at, the, at that show, um, Discovery and Omen Leisure was there, right? Anyway, they, they've... Jan um, the Porter's there. Uh, I, d- I don't think Boss Man had turned up, but he still wasn't there. Um, anyway... Um, we're playing the tunes and this woman from Discovery Home and Leisure comes over and she goes, excuse me. And she went, we went, yes. And Jan Paul, I walked away. And Jan Paul was talking to her and he's going, nah, nah, not having that. And why he's turned around and said to this woman, she said, can you turn the music down? Because we're trying to film. We need, we need time to film him and we can't have your music in the background. And Jan Paul was turned around and said to this woman, Oh, I can't do that. He's a really famous DJ. We've flown him in from Ibiza. He's getting paid <laughs> fortunes to do this. And he went, I'll have to go and see what he says. And and I'm in the booth at the back, right, and he walks in, and he explains to me what was happening. And he said, right, you've got to come out like you're absolutely raving, right, because she wants to turn the music off. So anyway, I come out, and she, he's there with Jan Porter, and he went, Derek, come over here. And I, I went over, and, uh, of course, he unleashed it on me. And I, and I went, oh, I'm not having this. I've flown in, especially for my beaver to do this and everything else. And I, I, I really wanted a laugh, right? So, and she, she went, he said, you can see what I'm up against here. He is top DJ, right? Uh, okay, then, you've got five minutes. Yeah. So he kept looking at his watch and looking over, and the woman was watching him keep looking at his watch. And he, he walked over and he went, that's it, that's it, you got your five minutes. And she said, no, no, please, please. <laughs> anyway, a bit, we started the tunes up and uh, that was that. Well, later on, they were in, in, had an interview thing for people to do a programme for... Uh, oh, Discovery, yeah, Discovery. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember it? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Right, and I went in, and when she <laughs> see me coming, she like, went, "Oh no, like this." <laughs> I had no chance, absolutely no chance. Classic. Oh, oh those were the days, eh? Oh, um, we're t- talking about the days. We'll we'll come back to some of your history, but where are you fishing at the moment? What are you doing at the what moment? What am I doing? Wise? Well, at the moment. Um, I'm on Monk's Pit up in Cambridge here. Yeah. A lot of people have said, you've caught them all, it's time to go, and blah, 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 as they do. But two of the biggest ones, like, all you've got to remember is there's four definite 50s. One of them could be 60. Wow. Right? And that's without all the 40s and the 30s that are in there. Uh, but the thing is... Um, I've had a couple of them, but there's still two more I want. And, and, and they're quite awkward fish to catch. Yeah. They don't come out very often. Yeah. You know, the, there's one in there called the peach. That was asked out of 57 pounds. Wow. It's 57 plus. Right? And that hasn't been out since not this January, the January before. Right. 
Was is that a once a year fish then, or is it once, maybe twice if you're yeah, lucky? Yeah, yeah. tricky you then. Know? If you miss the bus, then it's no, another year, it. isn't it? But the thing is, I, I, I don't. You know, a lot of people talk about weather and everything else. Yeah, yeah. I go on the full moon. Yeah, yeah, I know for a fact I've seen on monk, monks bit. They love a full moon. Right, right. Over the last couple of years, um, at my time of life, you, you, you're sitting there. You, you know you ain't got long left because you're running out of time, right? And you just want to be where the best and the biggest yeah, are. Because yeah. I'll get people say to me, oh, why don't you come down my syndicate? You know, like, I'm not being horrible. I can't leave yeah, yeah. those monsters because yeah. I, I don't know how long I'm going to be out of fish for them monsters. But I had a run of fish, which was like two years ago, was... Absolutely epic in in my terms, right? Um, I started the year. I had a, I had a blind, uh, fully scaled ghost, right? That is unbelievable. It's got like two little slits. I don't know. Must have a good sniffer because yeah. it's huge, right? Because that's last out last year uh, forty seven twelve. Then I had it forty four. Um, and uh, that started the run. Yeah. Um, and what happened, I had a couple of fish out of this swim earlier on in, this, in, in, the, in the season because this was sort of springtime. And um, I had a couple of hook poles and I was gutted. You know when you, the lead drops yeah, yeah. and they run like the clappers and you're thinking that, that hook's going to fall out because yeah. they're running so fast with it. And I, I put a four-ounce lead on, so it's got to do the business and slam it in. Yeah. And uh, I lost a couple of fish, and then I thought, oh, no, I've got to change something about here because I'm not, cause I've very rarely lost a fish. Yeah. You know, every time I got a take, I'd land it. Anyway, I mucked about with rigs and everything else, and then somebody went into that swim I was targeting, and uh, everyone was fishing zigs. I was fishing on the bottom. And I was getting two or three fish every visit. And uh, I've gone down there, big northerly winds blowing, straight down the end of the lake uh, into the car park. And uh, I thought I could go the other side and get onto my spot from the opposite side of the lake. But this wind was like the undertow mm. was unbelievable, right? Well, I woke up in the morning and uh, looked out over the uh, over the lake and the wind dropped back quite a bit by then and when I looked down the shallow end there's a place called the point and I looked and I saw these dunkaroos going they was ah oh, and I, I five o'clock in the morning I just unzipped because I didn't know who's coming down yeah, yeah. and I went and I got in there and Mick McRunn's place turns up he comes in the afternoon we're standing there I had a single bleep on my right-hand rod. And I said to him, that's one. Yeah. Picked it up, wound down. He come in, I said, oh, no, it's one of, them, one of your stockies. Brought it all in, slipped the net under it. Bloody hell, it's a fish called the Northern Linear, 41 and a half. And I thought, bloody hell, that's good. Right? So we put, I put that one back. And that's one of the most sought after in there. Quite a few people yeah. want because it's got some nice scales on it and everything. Anyway, um, about seven o'clock in the evening, I had a take, 
and uh, I had to go out in a boat for that one because uh, like where I'm fishing is full of kelp, yeah. and you've never seen anything like kelp. People go, oh, weed, kelp is deadly. It grows in strands coming up, and it looks like, um, well, it grows like cabbages, and, and like it's got these big leaves on it, and it's like really, really rough. Um, anyway, I'm out in the boat, and I've netted this one, and that was an, another good fish, 43 pound. Um, so I'm buzzing, you know what I mean? The tunes are on and I'm banging, right? So in the end, I went to bed. In, in the middle of the night, I've had another take, and that's a 36, right? And I thought, crikey, O'Reilly, I'm rocking here. So um, that was that. And um, I was over the moon again, that, especially... You know, two forties and a thirty yeah. in in probably six hours, and then um, I sit. I, I was um, soundo in the morning, and it was just getting right on night. And my left hand rod, I moved it out into the deeper water. Um, I'd a, I it just flew off. It went on meltdown. My rod was bouncing up and down as it was as it was roaring off, and I hit it. And I just kept thinking, um, don't come off, don't come off, because that was like the ones I was getting up the other end. But what I'd done is I'd gone off of the rig I was using and I, I used a noodle on that one. Right. Because I knew it was clear out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, well, the hook cold. Anyway, I'm playing this fish and uh, I thought, oh, this is a cracker. And uh, anyway... Um, got it in um, 45 pound and it's a fish called Felix right? and it's quite a desirable fish as well so I thought oh this is brilliant so anyway I finished that trip come back the next week got in there again and I had a spot rocking and uh, I've had um, a take in the middle of the day um well, about 11 o'clock, something like that. And um, it was a fish that I did my PB with again. Because I caught Porky, that was my PB on there. Yeah. But that died, right? And um, I had to misses at 51.12. Yeah. Um, and I was jumping up and down like a lunatic when I got that. And the boys come round, because there's nice boys out there. We all yeah, have yeah. a good crack if you get a big one. Anyway, I did that, and I forgot to tell you that, that like the season before, I'd done my PB Common. I had a fish called Jut's Common at 48 pounds. So right. I've done a PB yeah, uh, Common. Co on. common. Yeah. Uh, I've done a PB Ghosty. Right? I've done a PB Mirror. Right? And it just, it, I just couldn't believe it. It was just getting better and better. Well, to top it up, Right, I'd had nine forties wow. over the next uh, bit of time, and uh, I had um, I had another fish called Gabriel that was forty eight pound. Poor old thing's dead now, but yeah. um, that was that. But what happened? I got down there in the winter, uh, and it was on the full moon. And you know what? Full moons on there are the nuts. 
Why do you think that is? It's t- it, them big ones just go for it. But why? Because I've I speak to loads of people about moon phases and things like this, and some people say, "Oh yeah, you've got to go on a full moon." Some people say it's a new moon. Some people say it's no, halfway it's, between. What, f- what is they, it? They, they, in there, they just get off on it. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Is it because it's clear water? Do you think, or is it because you know they're day feeders? Or no, it, it's it's if you look at the water over there when they're putting the dye in because they put yeah. dye in. And it's like fishing on Southend Seafront with a blue sea in front of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's not blue at Southend, Derek. I don't know no. if you've been down there recently. It's like brown and muddy down no. there now. It's the wrong type of mud as well. But, <laughs> but they just love it. And I sussed this out over that period. The thing is, when you're fishing and it's happy days, all yeah. right, and you're bagging up. Your brain's working overtime. Yeah. I don't stop working overtime. People say, oh, yeah, he goes down the lake. But I tell you, you ask the boys on Monks, yeah. I graph for my fish. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. although the dunes and we're having a good jolly up, yeah. it has to be perfect when we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So um, I've gone down here in the November and. Uh, the first swim I wanted the fish, there was a, sw- a swim in the corner called the Swamp, right? Couldn't get in there, someone was in there. I thought, right, I'll go in the Christmas trees. Couldn't get in there, someone was in there. They, and these people are turning up, and I'm watching all my options disappear one by one, right? And then I, get, and then I thought, right, I'll go in the underpass. That went 8 o'clock in the evening. And yeah, I just thought, oh, no. And I got down there, and there's a guy down there, Dan Stacey. Spoke to him, and he said to me, oh, I've seen a few fish down on the point. And I thought, oh, all right, then I'll go down on the point. Yeah. So I got down on the point, and what had happened, they'd opened the stock pond up and let all the fish out. Right. So you got all these all the little flying, ones, little ones yeah. flying about everywhere. And because it's winter, you don't mind getting. I don't care. Yeah. Fish is a fish. I've caught. I've caught sixty pound fish out in France. Come back and caught a ten pounder. Yeah, yeah. You know what Equally I mean? It don't it's matter. Just the bite. It's it's a bite. It's the bite. Yeah. For me, it's the bite. I was going to say that because you you've been around a very long time. I mean, you know, you were caught fishing in the seventies. Yeah. So you late sixties. I'd go as far as to say you're one of the early pioneers. Certainly around Essex. Yeah. Uh, as well, you were one of the very early pioneers in carp fishing. What's what's kept your interest in it for that longer period of time? Because if you think about it, there's not many people that have been carp fishing longer than you. No, is there? No, not really. No. You know, you are you absolutely I, I one started, of our elder statesmen. I started carp fishing, I think, when I was twelve, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And um, I went to a place in Rayleigh called Pope and Smiths to get a fishing rod, and uh, because we weren't that wealthy. Yeah. Um, the lad down the road, he went in and got a Richard Walker mark for um, glass because yeah. he, he bought out cane and then he bought out glass. Yeah, yeah. All right. And he got a glass cardboard and I wanted one. Yeah. And my mum said, you can't have one. And I ended up with a Chapman three-piece. Yeah. Right. That had a cork handle into there and two sections up. And I use that, um, and it's weird because uh, people talk about um, different things about uh, catching on certain baits and everything else. I used to go to Pope and Smiths, 
pay uh, half a crown yeah. for a gallon of maggots, go down this little place called Wright's Nursery. It belongs to the Rayleigh Angling Club. It's yeah. a square hole in the ground. And tip half me, half me yeah, bucket down there, yeah. and I'd fish with a size 14 little forge dock, right? Or the Drenham ones. Yeah. Like because they, uh, they did the yellow ones, um, the silver ones. No, not silver. Super gold. specialists were they? Gold? Super specialists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we used them and a little swan shot clipped on the line. Yeah, and there was all these bushes that, that, that sort of look like that that go into the water. You know the spiky yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and they hung over the edge, and all you do is just tip it down the edge, right, and then put two rods. Either side of the bush with a lump of silver paper yeah. and a reel on churn, right? And you'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden it go, <laughs> and the old handle would go round, and you had these um, rubber rests, yeah. FGCO rubber rests that yeah. were on the front. And what used to happen uh, when they got old, one of the ears would fall off, and yeah. that'd be it. You'd have to go and buy another one. But they had like rubber heads, didn't have uh, indie, uh, bite alarms. Yeah, yeah. But when I did get a bite alarm. It was, um, it was like a blue bottle in a jam jar when it used to go off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah when yeah. you got a take, and then sort of from that time, that was Kevin Nash come onto onto that lake, yeah. and uh, it, well, I was sixteen, I think, by the time Kevin come on, um, and uh, I never forget it. One day he come on and uh, he he got a bite. Because a lot of us was using dog food then. Yeah. But, um, and he got a take and he had the rod down and I walked over and said, son, you want to pick that rod up and make it bend, not point it at the fish. Lifted the rod up and the fish come off. And uh, I thought, oh, no. And that was and the start that, of a very happy relationship. Uh, well, don't. And then then he accused me of running, running over his bike. What was all that about then? Oh, I ain't got a clue. He just don't like me. What can I say? <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people like me, some people don't. There's nothing you can do about it, you know? Well, you're, de you're definitely a character. Have you found that, you know, through the course of the years? Because, again, if you've been caught fishing since the 60s, that is the thick end of, yeah, what, yeah. 60 years now, isn't yeah. it? I've used you potatoes. Know. Yeah. i tell you what, I found out about sweet corn and I thought I'd revolutionise carp fishing because yeah. I, I knew it worked in my lake. Yeah. Right, because what happened... Um, they used to have the matches, and because I was a junior, I used to take part in the senior matches. Yeah. And um, what happened? Uh, the, the matches were, st were starting, and you had there was a guy called Archie Van Redbourne. No, Archie. Oh, Archie Rand and Cyril Redbond. Yeah. And Cyril Redbond owned a fish shop. Oh man, he stunk of fish. Right, proper stunk of fish. I don't think he had a wash before he come fishing. And you could smell him along the bank, you know what I mean? I used to sit there with my little mates, a guy Steve Yussie and guy Barry Hitchens. We used to sit there on this lake. Um, one day, Steve, Steve Yussie, he come down the lake. And you know them, uh, the old bed chairs that you had? Yeah. Uh, the old Argos ones. Yeah, that, he had one of them, yeah. right? And he set up, 
he set up in a swim just along from me, and he was sitting there, and he had a wasp there. So I beside him, and he's gone, oh, these bloody wasps. And he's shouting and hollering, and all of a sudden the front leg went, and it launched him into the lake. It was like he was on a launch pad. And he just went straight down the bank, and he was in there. Oh, it was so funny. Oh dear. And you remember the FG Co boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, Barry Hitchens was walking onto the lake and he walked down, went past the pad swim and fell in with his tackle box. With his box on. With his box on his shoulder. <laughs> and, and me and Steve were just standing there absolutely f***ing ourselves. You know, like we're 14, 15 years yeah, old. Yeah. Yeah, having having done this for such a long period of time, what what do you think is the most unusual bait that you've caught on? Let's 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 do a few history things now. So, what's the weirdest thing you've caught on? The weirdest thing I've I've used cockles. Yeah, but the only trouble you get blade meals when you use yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like, oh, I tell you what, I tell you what. When I was over Lake Meadows, I was using um, like jelly tots. Yes. All right, and I caught quite a few on them, but the only thing was they just disappeared, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they just melted the, the sugar, they didn't just they? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, let's uh, look let back me, again. Let me tell you one oh, thing on. about um, you saying about catching things. All right, I, I went after the Essex Cart record. Yeah, right. I, I was out in Israel, come back from Israel with my nieces. And um, we were living with the in-laws, mm-hmm. and I had a big row with them, and I left. And I said to my missus, I'm leaving, and we split up. Right. right? And um, I went straight into work, because I had a job working nights. So I said, you can poke this where the sun don't shine. And it was uh, a place in Eastwood where I live. And I went straight up to Camping in General, and I bought a big canvas sheet, right? I had a nice bed, and I had uh, Clooper Carps then, Jim Gibson Clooper yeah, Carps, yeah. right? And four tens, right? So I've gone um, down to um, a place called Doggett's, yeah. right? And I'm camping, I'm there, right? You're now but, homeless? But, yeah, I'm living, homeless. Living live, under a canvas? Yeah, living on, 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 an, on an island, get it right, on yeah. an island. Because what had happened... Uh, a couple of weeks before, I had a twenty-eight-pound common out of there, which was huge. When and, was this? Nineteen seventy-six. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And because I'd had that, I'd seen this other one, and like my mind, I got the mist. I got the you know the like, yeah, the, yeah. the grey mist come, and that was it. I just wanted to go carp fishing. I don't care about anything else. I just yeah. want to go carp fishing, and I kept thinking. I'd see people like Roy Hutchinson in the paper and think, he goes all the time. That's what I want to do. I want to go fishing all the time. Anyway, um, I've gone down there and um, I've got on the island and I'm I'm there. I had had another fish, a 22-pound common, and I was using sweet corn. I was using it like it was going out of fashion. I must have used 50, 60 tins. It was rudding there like that, bloody yeah. monsters. And they kept picking the corn up all the time. So anyway, um, it's come. The day's come. Two kids came down on the Sunday and uh, they turned around and said to me, we'll see you tomorrow. I said, no, you won't. I'm going to catch it today. And they went, oh, yeah. 
And I said, yeah. And they bought me a Sunday lunch. Yeah. Then mum had said, that poor bloke. Yeah, poor homeless the, bloke uh, on the island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here you go, right? So yeah. she's giving it to me. Right. And I've, I've had that. And uh, anyway, in that afternoon, I watched it go round the lake. Yeah. And then the water was only about that deep. Right. And it's scary because you've got these big fish in there and the water's... Because it's 76 a year yeah, of the yeah, drought. Yeah, big drought. And year of the killer ladybirds because yeah, they yeah. used to bite you. And yeah. Anyway, um, it's come. Well, I've watched it go round and round and round. And then all of a sudden it's like bubbling up and then the, my bit of silver paper's gone bum, 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 really slow. There you go. Got it in. £36 common. Wow. Well, I phoned Jimmy yeah. from Jimmy's Lake and he come and got it because yeah. I said to him, this is a joke that's going to dry out the lake yeah, yeah. soon. And he took it away. So I'll be hands up. I moved it. Yeah. Right. But it was something then, if you know now what you knew then, you wouldn't be moving them about. But the chances are, like you say, 76, if it was only a couple of feet deep then anyway, there yeah. is a good chance that yeah. it wouldn't be it. Well, it, I, I, and then what happened... I went over to Kent yeah. and fished with Archie. Yeah, Archie yeah. was over there. And I, I walked on, and uh, in the carp angling circles, they knew I'd moved that fish, and yeah. there weren't some good vibes going around. But I sat there with Rod, and I said to him, the only trouble is, Rod, I get a problem getting my sweet corn out. Right? And he turned around, and he goes, yeah, and he gave me a cut bowl. I lost that cut bowl about two years later, and it yeah. was... Oh, I was gutted that I'd lost it because I could get baits out quite a long way. Yeah, yeah. And um, he introduced me to black-eyed beans. Right. And he said to me, I want to go and fish Brooklyn, but I can't because I get too many people around me down there and yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. That Johnson's, he was out on the island. Yeah. So he had to wear waders to get out to him. Yeah. You know? And he explained to me about the black eyes, and it was at the same time as he had told the Gibbonsons. Yeah. Right? Anyway, I've come back to Essex. I've scoured all the all the um, shops, all the Indian shops, because he said to me as well, kidneys. Yeah. So I'm looking for bags of black eyes and bags of kidneys, and I've got all this tomato soup. Yeah. As well, because he said to me, put it in a soap, and now go, boy, that go, boy, you'll be rocking. Yeah. So I've done all that, gone back home, got all the food, and gone over to Brooklyn's. Yeah. Right? I've started piling these black eyed beans in, didn't catch nothing, and I kept seeing them. On the, around, in the slaughterhouse swim, there's a bar runs off the end of it, and I see them off of there. Well, you, what you've got to remember is I'm only using £8.9. Yeah. I'm using eight pound seal cast, right? Because I thought they could see it. I thought they could see the line, and yeah. they wouldn't pick it up because they could. It's all these things we just keep thinking because you don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I moved, and that evening I went down the back of the slaughterhouse bay because people used to feed ducks, and there was a bread called Mother's Pride. Yeah. Right, and you see all these mother's fried bags all floating round in the edge, where people where they've fed all the ducks all day, and the ducks ducks couldn't be tossed to eat the bread anymore, and they just leave it, and it all blow into the corner, and in the when it got dark, all you could hear was yeah, and these carp slurping away at it, 
you know, that's where Clooper's, yeah, you know, yeah. is in the corner having it. So I went down there and then uh, nicked a couple of fish out of there. And then I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd already freighted up with these black-eyed beans because that's what he told me to do. Yeah. It's two blokes from South End on the other side. And I, all the people was all fishing towards these pads in the corner. And where they're fishing towards these pads, all you can see is legend crust on the surface. <laughs> Right, and every so often a seagull will come down and go <laughs> whack and nick it, right? And you see them run into their rods. And I just, it was like to see them, there must have been, yeah. I don't know, six, eight floating crusts out there, all anchored out there. And yeah. I've gone in with these black eyes. Well, it started to rock, right? A young lad come round and see me, and um, I was trying not to let people see what I was doing. Yeah. Right, because it was all secret squirrel, weren't it? And uh, I've got these buckets of beans. I've got this um, uh, twin burner with two saucepans on it, right, boiling up these black-eyed beans. Well, I've got soup everywhere. And like, I'm doing it under umbrella, so people walking past can't see what I'm doing, right? Anyway, the guys from Southend... They come round and caught me red-handed with me black-eyed beans, and they went, oh, yeah, and I went, hands up. Anyway, they come back and went to a place like Meadows, right, which is just around the corner from yeah. here, and uh, freighted it up. Anyway, I finished up on there. Um, I had over 100 takes, and I, was, I went to see Lee Jackson. That was the first time I met Lee. Yeah. And uh, I said to him, cool, I've had a right old palaver over there. I said, I keep getting cut off. Um, and uh, anyway, I'd had, I reckon, 100 takes in about two weeks. Wow. Right? And I had them rocking. The little lad, I said to him, who come round, yeah. I said, you can use one rod. Oh, you can't use any more, one rod. Yeah. Anyway, we're sitting there and... Uh, I'd have taken on my left hand rod and my silver paper spun round, jammed up in the butt ring, and the rod went. Oh no. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah. And I could see it in the moonlight, right? Going across the day. And I'm kicking his bed chair, going, Get up, get up! I'm just I'm just my rod's gone. It's gone in. So I wound one of my rods in, cast it out, and got it back in. And yeah. anyway, I got the fish and I think it was a seventeen pounder. But somebody said to me Every time you get a bite in there, you've got one in three chance of a 20. Yeah. And I didn't get any. I just got, I must have had 60 fish and I didn't get one 20 out of it. Yeah. And that was, yeah, yeah. you know. That's down to bait, do you think? Well, I just think it's, I was just unlucky. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. I come back from there and them guys who had baited like Meadows with the black eyed bees. I went over there and started emptying that, right? Then I moved from there to Aquatels. And when I was on Aquatels, I went back to corn on Aquatels. And uh, I'd a couple of nice fish out of Aquatels. Yeah. And then I moved down to somewhere else where I used kidneys. But they, they didn't say yeah, Not quite I'd, as good, are they? I got so Do you ever fatigued. use chickpeas? Pardon? Do you ever use chickpeas? Oh, don't. Because they were good. Don't. Well, they were really good. Lake Meadows, right? They... Um, I went back there a few years later. Um, I was a carpet fitter then, and I had my brother with me. Right? And what happened? Observing. You've got to observe, you know? Yeah. So, 
We gone down there, and I, I've seen this this bloke put a lump of luncheon meat on, cast it out about four or five odd lengths, right, and go, a big one, a big one, right? Well, on, at the time on Lake Meadows, everyone said, chickpeas are blown, yeah. right? And I watched people baiting up, and because you didn't have spoms, and, and you had spots and things, but, um, you know... The gardener ones yeah, had sort of rockets. just started, yeah. right? I was watching, and when the people was putting their spawns out, there was all Spodsfield down the edge. Yeah. And right, and what I used to do was I used to turn up on a Sunday, and I'd say to my brother, "Do not cast out, right, until it gets dark." Yeah, right, because all we was doing was flick, sticking it flick, on the spot, flick, yeah, and then just putting one pouch full of. Uh, chickpeas around it, yeah, yeah, and we just slaughtered it. And at that time, I was I'd gone from the tins of soup to cup of soups, yeah. right? But the only problem I had was uh, the cup of soups. When you uh, when you put them in with the black eyed beans and you're baiting up, you get it all over you. And what happens? You get hold of your reel and go cast out and you put it all over your reel yeah. and it was stripping the paint off of my reels because I was putting so much soup in with them and knocking them up. Yeah. It's amazing some of the old methods, like some of them have come back round again, you know, a lot of people are on sweet corn again now, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah people, the, the younger generation anglers sometimes are looking at these guys now using sweet corn thinking it's a new edge yeah. you know, and it's probably yeah. one of the oldest edges yeah. out there isn't it, it's yeah. just everything cyclical what, um, thinking about inventions and things like that, what what have you seen that's come through again that, that you saw ages ago that people are reinventing now Do you know one of the, uh, let me just tell you right, when I was on the manor, right um, we baited that up, and uh, I used probably. I, well, I don't know. I, I think that was 1994 when the combi rig came yeah. out. I was at County Angling, and um, Mainline used to do Mainlink. Yeah. Right. And what me and my mate Lenny, uh, we made cork ball pop ups because. Uh, the mainline pop-ups wouldn't stay up. We yeah. called them pop-downs, not pop-ups. Yeah. So we did them with cork balls. You know, obviously that's changed now because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so bloody buoyant. Yeah. You need a free answer. It's the other way now. Just, just roll yeah. the pop-up down. Um, anyway, um, with the uh, cork balls, and the it's an observation, right? We made these Grange cork ball pop-ups and, and fish with main link, which was the braid, mm. tied to amnesia with a leader knot and yeah. a loop on the end. But the only thing that I found was sometimes when you cast them out, they tangle. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't until a bit later that I realised that when you're using stockings, PVA stocking, yeah. not wearing them, <laughs> um, PVA stockings, um, you you can stop the tangle yeah, by putting yeah. the bag on. Yeah. Simple as. But you didn't know then. You know, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. It was only the companies, because I, I was with Gardner right then, and Gardner used to, I used their solid bags and everything else from Gardner. Yeah. Um, before. Well, that was, what's his name, Saddam Hussein time, weren't it? 
I yeah, remember that was ninety, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I remember doing the, the feature. Old Baghdad bunker buster. Yeah, see it. Yeah. That big bunker yeah, buster. Yeah. I couldn't lift it up. My rod wouldn't bloody use. But like they're so effective. You don't see anyone doing it now. They no. all want to get small ones, no. casting as far no. as you can. But literally, you know, no. I've got all bunker buster. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. When you when you talk about that now, yeah, I did a little tweak the other day. Yeah. Right. Because everybody knows I like fishing big whopper bags. Yeah. And um, a couple of times I, I've been done yeah. on them big bags. So what I did last week, I put one on the size of a golf ball. Right. All right. Yeah. And got tight straight away. You yeah, know, yeah, it didn't do yeah. me on that. Because yeah. I think sometimes when you put them big bags out, yeah. they're not singling like they are a sm- one small mouthful. Yeah. All right. And... When they come in on that big bag, they're going. But when they yeah. see that yeah. with your little, your little lollipop sitting there, they just yeah. go straight onto it. Yeah, yeah, no, and, that's it. And and you know things things like that. What's the biggest I mean? edge you think you've ever seen? The biggest edge, I think. I can't say yes, you may not invite. <laughs> right, right. Find me. You know, because I, I couldn't believe it, you know, in the, when the Grange come out. It was like a wand. Yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I said to Kev, uh, I went to places where there was breathing tents, and I went, oh, can't we do something about this bite? I said, he said, no, everything wants to eat everything it. Everything eats it, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. it. It, yeah. it. It was, when I saw that, when, when, because what happened, I was with uh, a group of guys called Mission Bites. My mate Carbo was making them and everything else, and it was all fish meal. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we were using, um, well, I, I, what happened, Johnny Meacham, I was going to Waveney Valley to fish, and when I was on the when I was on going round there, I went round to John's, and he had all these Rainer's favours. He had a cupboard full of them, yeah. all right, And he went, "Give me one." And he went, "You got to make some boilies out of that." He goes, "That's peanut," and that's what they tore Savvy apart on, all right? And um, I said, "Oh right, well, make some of them." And then I got some of his bottles and I got two of them and put them together and started smelling them and everything. And I found cream soda and passion fruit. So that was the born of creamy passion. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was unbelievable when we felt, because I went up there first time they'd seen it and I caught some of the biggest fish out of the lake at, at, at the time. You know, it was, uh, it was just mad. Just mad, and I'd say, and then I left there and went to Mainline, and when I went to Mainline, uh, well, yeah. the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. you can see where yeah. they are, but that Grange, I took it everywhere, and it's just confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confidence is a huge part, isn't it? But look, well, I'd, I'd like to talk to you now about some of the fun stuff that you've got up to through the years because like people these days they might not especially the younger guys they might not necessarily know your your long-term history how long you've been around fishing since the 70s but they do see this weird fella sitting in a bivvy with a load of flashing lights going on well i i I, 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 
I love my music. Yeah. All right, you know that. It all started on the manor because we used to have some, and I, I was using a cassette then. Yeah. And uh, it was all like Cafe de Mar. But then all of a sudden I got hardcore and I just loved it, you know. Um, for my 50th, 50th birthday, I went over to um, Amsterdam. Yeah. And I, obviously I went in a few cafes there. <laughs> um, and when I was 60, I went to Ibiza yeah. to see Tiesto. Tiesto, Tiesto, yeah. Brilliant. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's um, it's something. It's people can't understand. Well, they, a lot of people love it, but there's some people yeah. who who don't. So where did where did the wig and the flashing lights come from then? Because well, there's the, music's the, one thing. Because I remember you back in the day hearing the van coming and the music and like everybody would be just settling down for a nice evening. You got your odds and the spots, and then suddenly the other side of the lake, the tunes had crank up. Yeah, and it oh, was like it, some people liked it, some people didn't, but it was there, and everybody well, lived. Let, with let it. me tell you, you just reminded me of something. I was at a fishing down at Chillum. Yeah, all right. Tim Posey was round the side, uh, round the opposite side on the right hand bank. As you look up the yeah. lake, I was in the car park. I was in that, and and the pump was going. We were doing really well. Yeah, yeah. And what happened? Uh, I've got my van. And I pulled it in to behind the swim. So it was looking right down the lake. And I opened all the doors up on the motor. Right? And I thought, what's he saying? I can't get no sleep. Right? <laughs> and Tim Faisley, at the beginning of it, right, you hear Big, big Ben. Yeah. And it goes, anyway. Tim Lazy's sitting with his bloke and he went, I didn't realise he was that close to London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it cracked me up when I heard that. Oh, mate. So, uh, so, so where did the lights come from then? When was well, that the I, addition? I, I just, I, I sat in my bivvy because in the winter it gets proper lonely, doesn't it? You're sitting in your bivvy, so you've got to find something to do, haven't you? Right? When I run the manor, I used to get up and walk around the lake a few yeah. times. Um... And do uh, one night I did one crazy thing, all right? Because the M25. Uh, only one. The, oh, yeah. The M25's just over the, over the fields, all right? And uh, what happened? I got some black bin bags, all right? And I do a smiley face. And I, I had a pump up light, um, a petrol light. And. I put it in the back of it and walked around the other side of the lake. And when I looked across, all I could see was this big two eyes and a smiley face. And, and I, I'm 100% certain people on the motorway could see that in the field and they're driving along in the pitch black. All right? And they see a big smiley face. I did all sorts of things over there. Oh, done. When... Um, a friend of mine, Mr. Willis, and Carbold. It's my 25th wedding anniversary, right? And um, what happened? I, we, I got down the lake, and they've got a 120-shot repeater yeah. firework, and they put it in my swim and light it. Because they're, they're already there. I've come from work. Mitch Smith was there as well, right? And he was in the swim just up for me. He had a few fireworks. Yeah. Anyway, Carbold's gone off to his swim and he's crashed out. And this is like 7 o'clock in the evening, 8 o'clock in the evening. 
So we got a firework out that was like um, Saturday night at London Play, right? And we've aimed it over the top of his movie. And he's gone, and all the lights, everything. We got round there, and he's when we get there, he's like this. He's got one leg on the bed chair, one leg off the bed chair. And I said, what did you read on that, Carville? He went, what, what? He was out of it, right? Anyway, he said, look, the pizza's coming in a minute. So we made our way down to the car park. Mr Willis has gone in the car, see? Right, and as it's, you know, like one of them port cars is with yeah. a, a, a cage around the top of it. Yeah. And Mitch has got these, you know, them little rockets yeah. that um, you get that used to go and they go pop. Yeah. Right, them, you put them in like a barrow tube. It's put, it, it's put it in there, Mitch, and it's gone over the top of it. I went, no, you got the trajectory all wrong there. Pull it down a bit, and I get hold of it, pull it down. He's in the car, see, right? It's hit the screen, it's gone, <laughs> and all the smoke's coming off of it, right? <laughs> so it's filling the cars here, and he's come running out the door, right? And he's gone, you <laughs> Oh, don't. It was just mad. And them two kept on and on and on at me. We want to get the two boats, and we want to tie them up, on the uh, pump in the middle of the lake and we'll open a bottle of champagne because it's your 25th wedding anniversary. No, you mustn't. There's other people here fishing. Up I stayed in the morning later. Oh, in the night at four o'clock, I catch a 25 pounder on my yeah. 25th wedding anniversary. Job done. Right? Like, I turn up in the morning, two boats, bottle of champagne and uh <laughs> One of them Jamaican woodbines. Anyway, they say, off we go, right? So we go out, and I put the tunes on the pump, and now, doof, doof, doof. Mitch puts his head out, and you know how big he is, right? He puts his head out, and he goes, what are you doing out there? I said, we're just having a party. And he went, what, at eight o'clock in the morning? And he got what happened? I like peanuts, right? So they've bought some peanuts, bag of peanuts. So I'll start eating them. And then we start flicking them in the water, don't we? And we're having races, see how quickly they go down, right? So we're having it, right? They're going down, la, la, la. And Mitch goes, I've got a bait out there. Anyway, I said, don't worry about it. Willis goes, I need a pee. I said, well, you'd have to go on the pump. He stood on the pump and we thought, pulled the boat away and left him on the pump. And he's going, come on, guys. Come on, guys, let me back. He said, it's getting smaller on it. I said, whatever you do, don't knock, the, don't knock the speakers off of the pump. And he's standing there, and in the end, we got to him. And then Mitch Smith's, Mitch Smith's got a take, hey? and we could hear it, right? And he's run out to his rods and fell flat on his back, right? And you know how big he is, and it was like, there was a shock wave went across the lake as he hit the floor, right? And uh, what, uh, one of them, Mr Willis, he, he turned round and he said, should we go and give him a hand? And I went, nah, don't bother, f*** him. And you just left him there and let him get on with it. But, yeah. Things have changed a lot now these days, haven't they? What do you think of the modern carp scene? Oh... Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's just how it's gone. I can't believe how much crumpy there is in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every, every time I look at my picture, there's all these fans going, hey, look at this. You know I mean? it, well, it's been like you know. It, it, there's there's a lot of fisheries now, aren't there? There's a lot of places oh, yeah, to there's go. There's a lot of crumpy and all. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. If I if I went fishing and there was crumpy like that next to me, I don't think I'd be doing much fishing. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> right, <laughs> moving moving very swiftly on. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. I think Corda. Um, have done really well. They've they've brought it to more people. Like I've got a eighty nine year old neighbour, right? Because I live on a over fifty five complex. Yeah. I've got an eighty nine year. She sits and watches it, and she loves it. And I turn around and said, "So you see that little Tommy Love?" Yeah, I talk with him all he knows. Yeah, fair play. You, as far as entertainment goes, you've been right at the forefront of entertainment all the way through. You know, pushing things, pushing boundaries for a start. But some yeah. of the shows that you've done, like the Carp Society show, oh yeah, and and dressing up as Don Corleone as well yeah. and singing. You oh, know, Don. there's there's been some real highlights. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember the first one, the first one that. Because I went, what would happen? I'll say to Kev, I want to do a show. And he goes, how much? That was all he was interested in, how much it was going to cost. Because we took the shows on the road. We went up to Leeds, right? We'd gone to Leeds... Uh, Andy Murray's region, yeah. right? And he he used to work at a castle or something. It's a, yeah, like a hotel. He was a chef, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he was there, and uh, we've all gone up. There's Kev Knight, there's Mitch Smith, there's my mate uh, Danny Larue, and a couple of the others, and we're all in the motor, and we're going up there for a jolly up, aren't we? And I had that that big uh, the am- the amphibian that my mate Len made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had that with me. And uh, anyway, we turned up at this place, and uh, when we got there, um, we had to go to this hall. And I said, I, 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 when we got there, Andy Murray didn't know what to expect. And, and we're in this hall, and I'm going, right, you've got to come over there towards the stage, and you've got to come from there over towards the stage, right? And then what we do to get a fish out, and we, I've got Scaff John with me, right? And Scaff John has bought a vicar's outfit. He's got a vicar's outfit and he's got teeth like Dick Henry, right? So what we did, we did the show and in the second half, we had this all set up. So what's happened, um, I said, I want to get come up out of a coffin. Right? And he went, what? And I went, yeah, I'll come up out of a coffin and we'll have Johnny here going, raise the dawn, raise the dawn, and everything else. And uh, they, were, they were doing a thing for a pantomime or something there. And so Mitch Smith got his tools out right? and we went, we we cut the scenery up and made a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> and what we did, we got black bin bags and put it put it all round it, and then got some tape, white tape, and put a cross on the side of it, right? And uh, anyway, it was like music like Men in Black, right? And um, it's it's playing. Now, what you've got to remember is I'm, I'm behind the coffin, 
because the coffin's up here. We've got it on a couple of trestles yeah. and everything, and it's all blocked off, so people can't see. And I'm going to come up with this... Uh, with the amphibian, this massive, great big amph- uh, amphibian, right? And uh, I've got a strobe light, anyway. And when I, when the, he, he's scaffold, John's standing there like Dick Emery with the, the vicar's outfit, right? going, raise the dawn, raise the dawn. And Mitch and Danny are coming up the aisles, right? They've got white shirts, black ties, black trousers. And they're both wearing sunglasses. They come up onto the stage and Scaff John goes, raise the dawn, raise the dawn. And all of a sudden, I flick the strobe light on. Danny can't see where he's going because he's got the sunglasses on. Tilts the sunglasses down. I'm blinding with the strobes and he falls off the stage. <laughs> God. Oh, man, it was so yeah. funny. There's, there's, I remember the one at, um, I think it was Luton, or it could have been Dunstable, where you had the wig on with the Tim Paisley. Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. That, that was Luton. That was Luton, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, that was yeah. Luton. Oh, don't, what a show that was. I had dancing girls, because I said to Kev, he goes, how much? I said, well, I've got um, Lee Housden, he's going to do the sounds and the lights, because we had electro strobes and all sorts ah oh man that thing when we arrived at, at the place and where the hall was was right over opposite side where they do all the running about in the big hall and they had to get power from uh one side to the other side because we had so much stuff to plug in we had euro scans we had uh, all these different light show and everything else and all the speakers as well. We had these big, massive, great big subs, right? And we had dancing girls. We had everything. And it it starts off with a, a spaceship in it on on the screen, and all the banging tunes coming out of it. And of course, there was a sketch in there called the Doctor Sketch, mm-hmm. right? And what that was, it was um, I dressed up as Tim Posey. Right, and I've got white shirt and the joggers uh, and the white wig. And I go through this door, right, and it's got Dr. Sketch on the door. And I knock on the door, and there's a guy sitting there, the doctor, and he's reading um, a thing because we talked about the aliens. And he's got a Total Cart magazine in his hand and he's reading it. And on the front, it's got aliens are taking all our fish. All right. Get it on with it on on the front of it. And I walk in, all right, and uh, I say, this is before, I ain't got the wig on and all the gear, right? I walk in and I go, he goes, what's the matter, Derek? And I said, I think I'm turning into Tim Paisley. And he goes, really? He said, you got Paisley-itis. And he picks up that thing with Activate. He goes, right, I want you to take one of these every three hours and uh, come back and see me in two weeks. So anyway, I come back and I've got the wig on and I've got the white T-shirt and the black jogging because he always used to pull them yeah. up, didn't he, up here. I'd see him the other week in the magazine. <laughs> anyway, he, he's um, he's um, I've knocked on the door, and he's as I say, he's got the magazine in his hand, and he looks up like this, and then looks back, 
and I walk in and he goes, well, it looks like the pills are working. It looks like the pills are working then. And I went, lovely, smashing, gorgeous. <laughs> and I, I, as I was saying it, I had to walk away because it was, it was like it was like I was in the doctor's surgery. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so, and I had no shoes on either. It's almost original YouTube pranking, wasn't it? You know, you oh, see some of the guys God. that are out now that are really, really popular, but you were doing it. You know, tw- that's oh, probably don't. 25 years ago, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Before, but yeah, uh, yeah. strange stuff. You've, you've fished with quite a few celebrities over the years oh, as well. Done, done. You know, we did Jeff Capes, me and you. Yes, mate. We? Yeah, yeah, that was a great time. Was, with Jeff yeah. What about the ending? We had the three different endings. Yeah. It was, you, there was two that you said, and I said, why don't I just kick him in the <laughs> Jeff Capes has got the biggest hands ever. Oh, he? Like, he put no, them on my head, uh, and he was going to crush my head it, like a bloody feeder. Absolutely <laughs> huge! And I remember shaking his hand, and my hands aren't small. You know, I'm yeah, not I'm not a small yeah, fella yeah. anyway. And I shook his hand, yeah. and it was like a five year old shaking my hand. It I know. Just, I remember his hand. They were huge. And he had because so, he had trouble with his legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice fella. I remember he had you sitting on his knee at one stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah, All good. But what about Lee Bowie then? You've had a bit oh, of fun with Lee, Lee Bowie. Bowie yeah. You're a West Ham fan. Oh yeah, through through. Yeah. I'm always going to yeah. be. You've had a few of the West Ham. New Orleans. There's a lot of carp anglers West Ham, isn't there? Yeah, yeah uh, you know, yeah. has been all the time, all the way through the years. Been a lot. Oh, I know. Well, that, what uh, what was told me by Lee, all the kids in the uh, in the, the younguns, yeah, they all know who the Don is, and I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah they all because they, they used to get total carp. Total carp was. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was you a funky magazine, wasn't it? it was and fun. some of the people that I conned in to come in, because you got Glenn Roder. Yeah, yeah. He was one. Us, yeah. us oh, that was sad when he when he passed. Yeah, because yeah. Um, I had him come. I, 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 I met him because when I used to run Brentwood Angling, you get all the different people come in. Like, yeah. uh, Steve Davis come in. Uh, he, was, he was so he's funny. F- he's dry yeah, yeah. and funny. He he walked in the shop and I said to him, "Here, I said you don't see you don't see many gay snooker players, do you?" He goes, "Oh well, they don't like it off the very up." And that's the time. I went up to keep fishing. He was just so funny. We had such a good. I have a laugh. He has a laugh. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But so um, he, I give him a video because I went out to see Paul Hunt out in Canada, and yeah. we done the video, and I brought it back and I give it to him, and he come in the shop. He goes, and it's about two weeks after I've given it to him, um, and he's uh, his two boys turned around and drove him up the wall. Right, yeah. with this video, because they wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he come in, he goes, oh, I could kill you. He goes, you give me that video. Now all they keep about is they want to go to Canada. There, yeah, they want to yeah. go to Canada. Yeah. So who else have you fished with then? Who, you know, tell us some of the stories. Is there any Is there any disasters that you've had with people? Or any disasters? Any, any absolute, complete... It's always quite interesting hearing the behind-the-scenes stories because you know you fish with quite a few people um, over the years. Well, what, what's his name, Jeff? Yeah, I took him over Averley before yeah, I yeah. Uh, come to you, and I'm fishing with with uh, what's his name, the old uh, yellow gardener spawn, uh, spots. Oh right, yeah. right. And I'm saying, so, I said to him, right, we have to bite up, but we have to bite up at range. Bah, 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 yeah. bah. And you know what he's like is a monster, right? And he said, can I have a go at that? And I said to him, 
well, not really, Jeff. You're a bit heavy-handed, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's gone, nah, I can do that. Give it to him. First cast, crack, off it's gone. <laughs> he just give it so much weller. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I said, you don't have to. I'm standing there making it look easy as I'm spumming away. And he snaps well, it like a carrot first crack. Ah, oh, done, done. I'm just trying to think of some of the others. So you had, uh, a, you had a fish I, off with Lee Bowie, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. He went down 3 now. he did. Yeah. That was when we was doing the uh, Rich Tea Challenge. And what was that? That was brilliant, that was. The Rich Tea Challenge was every month we'd take a reader out or, or a person would take me on. Yeah. And I think we had something like uh, 13 matches and I lost one. Yeah, yeah. I drew one yeah. and lost one. But it was um, um, the. He's so competitive, right? He really is competitive. What happened? We got there, and because I want him to catch, there's a guy in the swim before he's there. Well, I called him the ghost because yeah. he used to appear in your swim from nowhere, and and then he'd be gone, you know. And what he was doing, walking around the lake, going biting up the ghost yeah, yeah. and while he was biting up I used to watch the coots after he'd left and they were going Wee! free grub right but he was he was having quite a few fish out there and I said well you go in there Lee and I'll go in the one next door Yeah. and uh, he tried to get one of my fish disqualified because it went through his line right? because I did it with James Armstrong that, yeah. that feature and uh, I said, I'm not having that. You, you leave it out. You're not, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, I had three and he had zero. Yeah. And he went out. But we he, we did a picture of us with the bivvy like a goal. And he turned around and said, right, what we do, we count to three and then we can get you saving it. And he goes, uh, I said, oh, all right. Then he went, three. And that was it. He kicked it straight at me, so it went in. <laughs> so, what's next for Derek Ritchie? Then you've 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 been around a long, long time. You've caught some incredible fish. Um, what's next? You, obviously, you're Monk's Pit. You're going to try and get that the, the, two, the, the big two of them, the two big or the big two. Then, and as yeah. I was as, when I said about that in that November full moon, right? I had black spot. That's yeah, yeah. a desirable fifty-four and a half. Um, yeah, I was well impressed. Yeah, big fish that big well fish. Impressed with that, but, but there, there's other things. There's a, there's a lot of things that people didn't realise. Like when I was still working with the missus, I went to the Maldives and I spent I had sixteen goes there. Yeah, I went yeah. with the boys to cut took with Kev and all the chaps. We had a right little outing out there, and in the end, my last trip out there, I because I found an island out there where I could fish with the sails yeah, yeah. and uh, they were right on the doorstep they, you got, I could see, see in the bar and see sailfish jumping could out really? and it was unbelievable trust me I reckon over the period of time I must have had over 100 sailfish wow. while I was out there and when you realise that a majority of them are 100 plus yeah, yeah. I had them up to about 140 145 is that the most exciting fishing you've done? Oh, do you reckon selfish? Done, done. Because when I was a kid, I used to I used to do sea fishing 
as well as the carp fishing. Yeah, yeah. I used to go down the south end beer yeah. and catch mullet and catch bass and mackerel and garfish and everything else. You had a spell trying to catch a big taupe as well, didn't you? The British record oh, taupe you were after. Yeah, that was what a trip. I'd I'd spent a lot of time uh, going for, uh, for them off the east coast. What happened? I went out on a boat, mate of mine who was fishing with us, um, reeled in, he had a mackerel, yeah. uh, and I grabbed it before he had a chance, up a hook in it, put it down on the bottom, bang. First hope, unbelievable. Yeah. If you see the pictures in my, in my book, right, um, I look like one of the uh, was village people yeah, yeah. with a little pair of shorts on yeah. <laughs> holding this tote. But then I was I wanted to do it. So every every season, because the season was so small off of the East Coast, yeah. um, that you had a, approximately a month to break the tote record. Because the record was coming, yeah, yeah. Um, and I spent a lot, a lot of time. I started to go to a place in Chelsea as well because they come earlier there, and all I wanted to do was chase hope because I wasn't carping then. I would yeah. sort of gone off and was doing my sea fishing, and eventually, um, what happened? I was a carpet fitter. I got laid off, so I didn't have so much money, uh, and. Um, I, co- I couldn't carry on, my knees were shot to pieces yep. and I became an estimator and that obviously that didn't give me enough money to travel around and going to all these places fishing for Celsi yeah. Bill, yeah, Alien yeah. Island, all down there. Um, so I had one trip, one trip left with John Rawl out of Bradwell. On the Monday the tote record went to £78, oh. right? Uh, it was seven, eight and a half. And it's a carp angler who caught it, because now it's about 84 now, I think, yeah. something like that. And um, we went out on the boat. It was Dave Potter from Penge Angling. He was the manager there. And uh, anyway, we um, we went out. There was a couple of tote caught, and it was right. I was right on a low, if you know what I mean, because... Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do all my tote fishing because we normally have quite a few trips booked. Anyway, I'm sitting there and I get this little bump, 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 and uh, Rawley, because we're fishing with Veal. <coughs> and John Rawl said to me, when that bloke had that big on the other day, he said it was a sack that say a finicky little bite. Yeah, yeah. Because so, normally you, you hit them and they, uh, yeah, they, and they pick the rod up yeah, and they're they screaming. Um, anyway, I wound down into it and hit it, and this thing just exploded and ended up a couple hundred yards behind the boat um, on the surface. It was like as if the lead had been yeah, blown yeah. off, yeah. and it was like there on the surface. And um, Bob Cox was coming in behind. He said, Bob, give us a bit of room. We've got a big one out on the top. Anyway, we started. I started playing it in. Got it back to the back to the boat, and I was using an abu which had uh, two screws on the side of it, and them two screws balanced the spool up. Well, yeah. One of them had moved, and the spool started jamming, and it went up past the boat. And I said to John Rawl, "You better be quick," I yeah. said, "because me reel's gonna jam up." And as it went past, 
he um, leant over the side and picked it up, and it was £77.5. <sighs> wow. Absolute monster. And, and when I had the pictures um, of it, I could just about lift it up, £77.5. I was like yeah. this. Do you that's the best fish you've ever caught? Um, I've had a lot of big fish, um, but I think because of the time that I spent, because I spent yeah. 10 years after them. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't do carp fishing. I only did carp fishing because there was uh, a guy who I know, uh, Bill, Billy Palmer, he's a top pike angler. I went round his house to fit a carpet in early 90s. Yeah. And he said, come pike fishing yeah. with me. Yeah. I went pike fishing and then, then of course, it was... Uh, I want to go carp fishing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And sort of in the early 90s, um, I was... Um, because I, I'd had all the problem with my knees and I got made redundant as a carpet estimator, what I was doing through that summer, I went over to Wallasey Marina and I was catching bass and selling them to the Chinese. Yeah, yeah. And I was catching five bass a night over at the marina and have a good size, four or five pounders. And then what happened, Mickey Tuma, um, he was in partnership with Basil and Anglin and Canty Anglin, and they had a place at um, Olympus Outdoor World. And he said, do you want a job? And I said, yeah. So I, I became the manager at Olympus Outdoor World. Um, and... Um, then I got, I was the manager at County Angling and then the manager at Brentwood Angling. Yeah, fair play. For all of them. And that was how I, 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 I did the cart, the manor and everything else. Yeah, got, and got back into it. Yeah. The dawn is back on. Oh, yeah. The yeah. pike fishing finished. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I catch pike for my granddaughter when she wants. Cause yeah. She likes them. Yeah. Because she likes scary things. She's got snakes and yeah. things like that. To go around her house, it's like a zoo. Fair play. Now, normally what we like to do is we like our guests to bring us in a present. And I believe in that little bag down there, you've got yeah. us one. So, what have you bought us? Oh, Something to go on the memorabilia wall. We've got some brilliant stuff on here. It's a roll of toilet paper. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, there we go. That, that's a piece of history. That is. Carp uh, Fisher from the Carp Society magazine. £3.70. Uh, 1999 this yeah right hang on so there it is carp society magazine carp fisher from 1999 so what would that be that's 24 years ago yeah. with your good self on the front cover i bought that in because it was in my garage and i've had a little clear out in the garage because i think i'm going to be evicted out of it so and as i was looking around i saw that and i just thought well carp fisher from yeah. uh What's his name? The carp. And the carp. and tell us, or tell the viewers, because obviously I know, but tell the viewers which fish that is and why that is such an important creature. Right. Well, that fish. When I was on the manor, or I put we come up with a grange bait and we put the grange bait in there. We put one and a half ton poo in the lake yeah. in the close season. That was when there was close season, and at the beginning of that season, when I was using the grange. I kept getting the smaller fish, all right? The amphibian had been out. This fish had been out. This is called the gut bucket, yeah. all right? And 
what happened, um, I changed my style of fishing. We was using little ounce and a half running leads. And um, we were using, as I say, as I said before, the, the Grange cork ball pop-ups yep. on the combi rig. Yep. Um, and what happened, um, Kev got hold of some Czechoslovakian pellet, right? And this pellet was awful. If you put it in the car, it'd stink the car out, yep. right? So we got some of that, and we started lacing some of that in the lake. And the, the, where we turned around and said, if you don't go down the pub, you don't catch a fish. All right? Well, it was true, right? Because I saw so many people sit on that lake. All right? And because I was going in and out of there all the time, I could see how they behave. Yeah. You'd see the fish in the swims where nobody's fishing. Because there's already bait yeah, gone yeah. in there from yeah. someone who's saying they're not caught nothing. Yeah. And anyway, um, what sort of turned it round of going up the pub was the f right? Well, the f right? We're in a pub called the Prince of Wales, right? And what we used to do was, Milky would turn up in the car park, we'd all jump in the van, right, and go down the pub. Yeah. Anyway. Um, when you got there, right, you'd see Milky standing there with his pint of beer, and he couldn't he couldn't keep his eyes off her knockers. <laughs> but like she got a face like a welder's bench, right? <laughs> and you can't believe it. We had like we had lock-ins in there and everything, right? And oh, it was so easy because you spray all the bait out in your swim. Yeah. Don't put it on the spot. Just spray it, right, and get them looking all over it. And, of course, you'd stand in there, have a night with a f***, and uh, what's he done? I have the knocks, mate. You can park a bike in them, though, with that bit. A milky was like this. Oh, Long looking at these, burning a hole in them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and, and, and then, so what happened... Right, we're spraying all this everywhere and doing all that. And then I went on a roll. Johnny Meacham was there, and then he liked it because of the pub, didn't he? Because yeah. you know he used to love the awesome barge. Um, anyway, um, we'd come back, and of course, that, that was an edge going down to see the... <laughs> that was the biggest edge ever. That was the no Cause, edge. Because you, you're leaving yeah. your swim with all that yeah. bait in it. Right, and... Uh, What's he saying? That's it. And um, anyway, from that moment onwards, I, I went on a roll. I had a fish called the birthday fish, all right? And then I caught the amphibian. And then the one I needed for the full set, yeah. there was one other one, a fish called the fighting machine. Um, but this gut bucket, that was a scary trip when I had, that, when I had the gut bucket out. I was right down the end of the lake in a swim called Mum's. When my mother-in-law died, I planted a cherry tree there. Yeah. And uh, we called that swim Mum's. And uh, anyway, I was in Mum's, and then I had um, just a brolly. And uh, what happened, uh, in that night, uh, first thing in the morning, I slept all night on a bed chair, and I woke up, Right, with a bit of a start, 
and there was a fox there. Right, if you can imagine, I nearly put a five-egg mix in my pants right, when I saw this there. I, I just couldn't believe this bloody fox is like, there. And I went, not this, and the fox ran off. Right, and a little bit later on, I'm laying here, and I, I, I couldn't go to sleep then, and I'm trying to have a little kiff in the day, right? And uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm thinking, I've got to get sleep, got to get sleep. And all of a sudden, the old rod ramped off, and, um, and I had to get straight in the boat, because all around the outside of the manor, it was full of weed. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they go up the tunnels, and you have to get out over them. Yeah, and, get back out uh, of it. That was yeah. when I had the gut bucket, and that was uh, 36 and a half there, wow. yeah. which at the time, look, 1999. Yeah, big fish then. Big, you know big fish. I mean? That was huge at the time, wasn't and it? Front the, cover value, look. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And that was that. But yeah. that, um, on that 99, that was when we did that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Fair was when play. we did that, that show with uh, Tim and all that. Brilliant. Right. Well, look, it's been a pleasure having you in. Uh, it's great to go down memory lane. We have had a wonderful time. Thank you ever so much for Thank coming you. in. You're on Facebook and YouTube and all sorts of places if people yeah, yeah, want to yeah. see you. Yeah. So they where can is, find you. Where Where did we put the book? We put the book. We put the book here. All right. Put, so we have, we, there's a book as well. He's into plug a book as well. So there is a book out at the moment. Tell us about yeah, the book. The book. Uh, it's been out quite a few years now, but... Uh, we didn't even talk about Hendrix. No, we didn't. I, I put him Hendrix. Well, the best thing to do is let them read about it. Yeah. So get the book and read about Hendrix. But H uh, Hendrix, the mighty Hendrix. Let me tell you about that fish. That fish loved me five times. I caught that. Did you really? Yeah, I couldn't get out of the way. And in the end, I had to leave the syndicate because they were going. People were going. Oh no, he's going to get shit again. Fed up, he scored it again. Yeah, cracking, cracking fish. So. There is, ladies and gentlemen, none other than Derek the Don Ritchie. Uh, brilliant to have him in. We will, of course, have more guests in the future. But from me and everyone here at Outlaw Pro, thank you ever so much for watching, listening. Please do what you normally do. Click like, follow, all the other stuff. And we'll be back again very soon. Thanks for listening to The Outcast, the podcast from Outlaw Pro, the ultimate angling experience. Remember to follow us on social media for updates and information on future guests. See you next time.